Hey, I'm Benjamin Portnoy, the founder of Side Hustle Elevator. Side Hustle Elevator provides support, tools, training, and community to help you make more money and passive income through fun and fulfilling side jobs. And welcome to my interview series where I talk with people who I know are going to help you in your own side hustle to get better faster and make more money. With that, let's dive right in. Hey, Benjamin Portnoy from Side Hustle Elevator here, and thanks for tuning in for my interview with luxury travel advisor and departure lounge founder, Keith Walden. He's been in the industry for over 34 years, and in that time, about seven years ago, developed a concept called Departure Lounge. It's a modern upscale travel agency and a new way to engage the community of travel. And now he leads over 90 advisors, I think it's like 95, across the country in building luxury trips and adventures for their clients. And as a result, he recently won Most Innovative Advisor from the Virtuoso Travel Network. So this is a fantastic interview. I really had fun with it. Um, I will say we had a few technical issues here and there when you hear me talk. There's a little bit of uh, an echo on Keith's end, so I apologize for that, but there's still so much to get out of this interview if you're interested in learning how to become a luxury travel advisor. So let's start with Keith talking about what luxury travel really is and how it's different than regular travel. You know, the word luxury means a lot of things to different people. Um, in our industry, it's typically means four to five star level travel. Uh, it's for clients that are willing to pay a premium for uh, a nicer hotel, a nicer hotel room or suite, a nicer cruise ship, uh, a more private experience somewhere versus a group experience for the most part. So mm -hmm. uh, luxury is a little bit vague, but um, typically it's kind of four to five star travel. Okay. And what is Departure Lounge? Departure Lounge is um, a very innovative travel agency. Um, actually, <clears throat> your intro said 27 years. Uh, truthfully, it's been 34 years for me in the travel business. I started when wow. I was 20, and I'm, I'm turning 54 on this Saturday. So the truth is 34 years in the business. Wow. Um, and I watched over those 34 years, the landscape change for the selling of travel. You know, when I first was involved in the industry, you had a lot of kind of mom and pop travel agencies on street corners uh, that sold travel. And then, um, you know, things like the fax machine and then the internet happened and it changed the landscape because a lot of travel agents were mainly just order takers and they were required because you had to go somewhere to um, book your travel and to buy your tickets. Um, with the internet coming on and then the adoption of online booking engines, the mass market or commoditized travel became very easy to book online. Uh, and then those travel agencies that survived uh, moved to kind of invisible places and office towers and business parks where they didn't have a lot of visibility in the community. They were still successful, still profitable. They were still selling to an older generation that wanted to use the service of a travel advisor, particularly the luxury traveler. Um, but for future generations, the industry became pretty much invisible. Um, my job throughout the years for many of those years was a marketing or public relations executive working for a travel company. And I would, talk to people under the age of 45 every day that had never heard of a travel advisor and certainly didn't know where to find one in their city. 
And so I was faced with that almost on a daily basis. And um, I'm, I'm one of those that likes to solve problems. And so I decided I wanted to rethink what a travel agency should be in uh, modern times. And it was not a, um, an office setting. It wasn't with desktop computers and tons of brochures and posters. And you walk in and you just get whoever's available. That's not what I envisioned. I saw something much more of a couture approach where the experience of meeting with the travel advisor was a very pleasurable experience and a very upscale setting um, that you created a trust and a bond in that setting. And then the matchmaking of the client and the advisor was very careful. So we knew that the advisor knew a lot about where that client wanted to go and the experiences they wanted to have. And so that is what Departure Lounge is on a retail um, concept. We've got retail storefronts in the wealthiest neighborhoods of Austin and San Antonio, Texas. Um, and there we are open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday, and then 10 to 5 on Friday and Saturday. So we make it very convenient for clients to come in when it's a good time for them. Um, and we do everything by, an, by appointment. Um, and we have a super high closure rate, high retention rate, and a really high happiness rate with our clients. They like the travel that we put together for them. Um, we are also focused on upgrading our clients' travel. So we focus on four and five star level and we have buying power and connections to add upgrades and additional perks to the travel for our clients without them having to pay for it. So mm -hmm. that certainly makes us popular along with the knowledge that we have and the strings that we can pull for insider access and also just being there during the travel itself in case something comes up, the client changes their mind or they're thrown um, you know, a wrench into the situation with an airline problem, which does happen. Uh, we can step in and get it fixed and, and they can focus on their vacation. Um, <clears throat> so once we have a client, they tell five friends and we have five more. Um, yeah. So it's a great yeah. mouth. Now, in addition to our retail storefronts, we have an army of advisors across the United States, one in London and one in Mexico City that are part of our organization as well. They're just not based in Austin or San Antonio. Um, and they're all over from Chicago to Dallas, uh, to the Houston area, to Nashville, to New York, uh, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, uh, Denver, S Seattle. So we've got them in key markets. and. Um, the reason that they're a part of Departure Lounge is that we don't use old systems. So we don't use old booking systems uh, referred to as the GDS, um, which you can think of as kind of a DOS blue screen, old school way of booking things that still exist. And 95% of travel agencies still use some version of it. We do not. Uh, also, our operating systems are modern and we also pay more than almost anybody else probably. I don't think anybody pays more than we do for a travel advisor. So if you want to be serious about being a travel advisor and want to be compensated at the highest level, that's another reason why you'd want to be part of Departure Lounge. So we've, over the seven years, coming up on seven years we've been open, we've really grown to an incredible team of really great people that are attracting more people like themselves. Very cool and uh, comprehensive answer. Uh, the of an advisor is interesting because it's, it sounds like it's one job, but you really are doing several jobs. You're an advocate for your clients. You are you have to be creative. You have to 
hear a lot of that. So describe a travel advisor in this day and age, especially a luxury travel advisor, for departure lounge, what do they do? The uh, to-do list look like. Well, the the role of a travel advisor is to get to know the client and the client's preferences, learn about what their travel experiences have been in the past, what they liked, what they didn't like, brands that they liked in the travel world. You know, what hotel brands or what cruise brands or what experiences really were their best and what were their worst? And so you get to build a profile that's very specific to the client. Um, and then that travel advisor interprets that based on what the client wants to do next and where they want to go next and brings options to the table that fit that profile of that client. Um, so it's about listening. It's about matchmaking. It's about learning constantly because we learn every day in this business. The world changes every day. There's a new hotel opening all the time. There's a new ship. There's a new warning of where not to go. Um, there's a new airstrike. You know, there's all these things. Um, and so we have to keep on top of all of those. And you really have to be extremely connected to partners on the ground around the world. So you have to have a nurturing kind of problem solving, puzzle solving uh, mindset. Um, when we look for people to add to our team, they obviously have to have good travel experience at a luxury level. Um, just because you backpack across Europe does not qualify you to be a good luxury travel advisor um, because our clients want to know about the luxury things to do and places to stay and places to eat. And so you need that, that knowledge. So we look for people that have been to at least three to four continents and traveled at a luxury level. Um, they have the right skill sets, both um, kind of interpersonal skills and computer skills and marketing skills um, to both be, do a great job uh, as a travel advisor and promote themselves, which is important. Um, and then we look for a kind of a kindness that is something that we have developed, uh, the departure lounge team. You have to be nice and you have to be kind um, and all at all times. And even under pressure so that you're kind to our travel partners and you're kind to your fellow travel advisors and our back office staff. And, um, and so if you've got all those things, then you've got the right ingredients to be a good travel advisor. That's great. And, uh, that's a real cross section of skills and it does sound like it takes the right to do it. So you've talked about experience. Talk about the training behind it. I know, uh, have pretty <clears throat> trained both in-house and through virtuoso. So talk about what kind of training when somebody comes in online with you. Right. Well, it's a combination of training the Departure Lounge provides that we do, a lot of it that I provide personally. Um, and then we have a tremendous amount of training available through the Virtuoso Network. Virtuoso is kind of a private club of luxury travel agencies around the world. Uh, this year we'll do more than $29 billion in sales together. Uh, and so um, that organization has a tremendous amount of resources, including some great training. It's like an online university for travel advisors where you can learn about destinations, products, sales techniques, social media, all the things that would be beneficial. Departure Lounge, we focus on more of the to-do, uh, which is do these things in this order. 
uh, and use these platforms and here's how and here's how to get registered for that and here's how to use the platform and and then we teach you the thinking process behind each booking um, because you first want to establish what's the right thing for the client um, then the client selects what they want and at what price point and then you've got to decide the smartest way to book that for the client so the client gets the most out of the experience uh, and that may sound simple, but it's not because, um, for instance, the hotel that you pick, it might be a virtual, so preferred hotel, so we could book it through that program. It might be part of one of our preferred programs with a hotel brand, like if it was a Rich, Starlt Rich Carlton, we could book it through our STARS program. Um, and we're part of most of the, if not all of the preferred agency programs with the luxury brands. Um, and so we're always looking at what's the best way to get the client the most upgrade and best experience. And then if all things are equal, we're also looking at what's the smartest way for you as a travel advisor to make the most money. Because one option might pay 10% commission, the other might pay 14, 15% commission. And so you always put the client first. And then if all things are equal, you look at what's going to be the best compensation. So let's talk about that. Uh, earning potential and how you get paid. Uh, just go into some details about that. Hello. <clears throat> 25, 30 years ago, most travel agents got paid like a school teacher. Um, you know, it was a hobby type of industry where the agency owners made good money, but the agents couldn't expect to make a lot of money. And so typically they were the secondary income in a household and um, kind of in a school teacher type of salary range. Um, with the evolution of the industry, um, there are agencies like Departure Lounge where you can make really good money. Um, you know, we have two different types of contracts. All of our travel advisors are independent contractors. They're either signing up with a commission split type of program or a flat fee, which allows them to keep 100% of their commission. Um, Last year, our top producer did about $3.4 million in one year. Um, and the average gross commission on that would be 11 to 12% on those sales. And so you can do the quick math. Uh, that particular advisor was on our flat fee program. Um, so the cost of the agency affiliation was $6,600. Um, you do quick math and see that that advisor made a lot of money. Uh, we have several advisors that sell between a million to two and a half million a year um, and typically average a gross commission of about 12%. So um, the money can be very good and the perks that come with it are also great because you are typically traveling at a high level, but at a discounted, heavily discounted rate. Um, and you get to travel frequently uh, and then you get to write off your travel expenses and marketing and business expenses off of your income to lower your taxable income. So um, for the person that has the right combination of experiences and skill sets and connections, it can be a very lucrative job that's also extremely uh, rewarding. Um, and once you get into that zone, you typically don't leave it. People that get hooked into being a travel advisor, uh, they can't imagine doing anything else. Uh, and we pretty much never retire. We just at some point kick over and die. Or maybe. Well, that does happen. That does happen. Way to go. Um, so, um, how does it, with that potential, um, how do you market yourself? 
travel advisor. How are this? There's obviously word of mouth networking, huge pieces of it. Um, what else? You have to look at yourself as a brand, as an advisor, and come up with a marketing campaign that fits what you have available to you. Um, I always tell new advisors to make two lists. One is the people in their lives that they know are luxury travels, travelers at a four and five star level. And that's your target list for potential clients, kind of the low hanging fruit. And then I do have them make a second list called the ambassador list, which is people that love them but are not luxury travelers, but those people really love them. And your messaging to that list is, hey, this is what I'm doing now. These are the types of travelers that I'm looking for. And if you come across these types of travelers, please send them to me and I'll take good care of them. Because it might be the person that does your hair uh, or it might be your you know, dental technician or something that may or may not be a luxury traveler, but day in and day out, they're coming across a lot of people, many of which would be luxury travelers. So you want to engage your ambassador team as well as your potential client team as well. So those kind of need to be your two immediate re outreach uh, targets. And then you need to look at how to do social media the best way. How can you convert uh, your social media followers into travel clients? How can you build more of those that follow you? Um, how can you take advantage of networking situations in your life, whether that's committees that you already serve on through organizations that you're a part of, or you know, business networking organizations you can join in your city. Um, the good thing about travel is, and especially with younger generations under the age of 50, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of the business networking groups don't even have a travel executive on them. So mm. you can typically walk right in and take that spot and own it um, in your in your city on whatever network you're looking at. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, we give our folks access to all the virtuoso publications and marketing that they can send to their prospects and clients. Uh, and it's all customized with their contact information, uh, the, the advisor's contact information. Uh, we also produce a daily social media video that focuses on one of our preferred hotels or ships or tour itineraries. And in one minute's time, it kind of describes why we love that product and then the exclusive perks that someone can get if they book it through that travel advisor. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is how our team members are able to convert their followers into clients more easily that way. So the answer is there's a lot of different things. And uh, you as an advisor, most likely you try all of them as long as you're comfortable with all of those. And then you see what works best for you. And it's typically a mix. Yeah. Uh, there really is no shortage of ways you can get your name out there these days. And then after you're established, you know, you, you really only need 50 to 100 quality households to, to be full-time as a travel advisor. Once you have got that established, then typically the travel advisor becomes much more selective about who else they allow to come in as clients. Hmm. And it's usually by referral. Yeah. Um, so you know, I deal with brand new advisors that are building their, their business from scratch. I've got people on the team that have been in the business for decades and they really don't want new clients because they've got a great set of a book of business that they've had for many years and they're just focused on servicing that book of business. And so it really varies by advisor kind of where they are in the, the life cycle. Yeah. Okay. So obviously departure lounge virtuoso 
luxury travel. These are all very high-end brands and entities. And as you've said, you're selective about who you bring in. If somebody is not at that level yet and they still are interested in uh, getting into the industry, what do you recommend as far as make inroads? Um, you know, travel experience is hard to replace. Um, to, to try to be a travel advisor without quality travel experience is a challenge. Uh, it's not impossible, but it is a challenge. So um, you could, maybe there's one region of the world where you do know a lot and you have been uh, there a lot and you know a lot about that particular destination. You could start off as a specialist for that destination and over time build your travel experience around the world. Um, you could also maybe try to be an assistant to a travel advisor because um, the busy ones need help uh, and learn the ins and outs of booking different things and kind of learning the insides of how it works and how to book things uh, as an assistant and then do that as you're building your travel knowledge uh, would be another way. Um, but it's, it's hard to uh, become a travel advisor that's very successful if you don't have those core things that I said we look for, which is travel experience at a luxury level, um, the right skill sets, kind of a balanced left brain, right brain approach and skill sets, and then uh, connections with wealthy people. Um, you, it doesn't make any sense to try to be a travel advisor for mass market travel uh, because our line of business, it's a commission business. And so inexpensive travel will create small commissions and you will not feed your family. Yeah. Uh, so you need to focus on luxury travel as your focus in order to make good money. If you, uh, And then really the mass market travel is easy to book online. It's commoditized. And so there's not a demand for, it's, it's not a strong demand for travel agents selling mid-market travel. They're out there, but they're struggling and they probably have three jobs um, to make ends meet. And so that's, I wouldn't encourage people to do that. Uh, I tell my team, don't touch anything under four stars because you are what you sell. You mm -hmm. absolutely encourage people to travel however they can. But from a travel advisor standpoint, I just tell my folks, don't touch it if it's not at least four stars because um, you can't really add any added value to it. There's a good chance the client's going to be unhappy because most likely they have a desire to have the four to five star level experience. Their budget's just not there. So yeah. they're going to be aggravated by that. That aggravation can quickly turn toward the travel advisor, even though it's not the travel advisor's fault. Uh, and then you'll wind up attracting more clients that are in that same budget. So it's a slippery slope. Um, and as a good hearted individual that knows how important travel is, the travel advisor, it's hard to say no. And I literally teach them how and just say, look, my strength isn't there. I want you to take that trip. But if you want that particular product, then you're best booking it yourself because uh, I'd have to charge you a booking fee to do that, to cover my time. And you can easily book that yourself online. And here's some tips. Once you get to the destination, I think you should go check out these things and you'd really enjoy that. Be helpful, be resourceful. Don't touch the trip to book it. Um, and that's kind of where you, how you can stay in your lane. Gotcha. That's nice. So I, this is something we probably could have covered right from the outset, but, and I know this is a question you probably hear most on a weekly, if not daily basis, but what is, uh, 
in this day and age, why would somebody you go to Expedia or a Hotwire or a big booking site? Why would somebody go with travel There's a lot. There's a lot of reasons. Um, those big booking engines are uh, access to large groups of rooms um, and what I call commoditized travel. And oftentimes it's access to the worst rooms of a hotel. Mm -hmm. So if you're cool with the worst room at the hotel and you don't want to be upgraded and you don't want breakfast included, or you don't want that hundred dollar spa credit or food and beverage credit, you just want the worst room in the hotel at the cheapest price, then you can use the online option. Um, because of our buying power and connections, we can steer you to not go to the hotel that hasn't been renovated in 12 years. Uh, and that's why it's cheap online because the rooms are tired uh, and they have to dip that price down low to get people in there. So if the quality of your experience is important to you, the travel advisor can help you not make that mistake because the internet is going to lead you astray. 80% of the information on the internet is not truthful when it comes to travel. Uh, from the photographs to the information, they're not gonna tell you things that could hurt them. So if there's construction next door, if the rooms haven't uh, been touched in 14 years, if they've had an outbreak of bed bugs two months ago, you're not gonna find that unless you find it on, you know, maybe a review on TripAdvisor or something like that. Um, but even TripAdvisor, um, for a luxury traveler is not a good resource to look at um, to figure out what's right for that luxury traveler. TripAdvisor is based on averages. And um, and so unless you're the average traveler, you're probably not gonna agree. I, I can look at the top 10 lists per city and TripAdvisor and tell you those lists are completely jackass wrong. And that <laughs> the, number seven, the number seven hotel on that list is absolutely the first and best hotel in that market. But because that hotel is smaller and fewer people can afford to go there than in the averages of things, it gets fewer um, uh, reviews. And so it winds up coming in in their survey as number seven, when in fact I can tell you it's the very best one in the city. Yeah. So, uh, so the reasons that you go to a travel advisor is uh, you've got an ambassador who's not just booking a commoditized product. We're figuring out exactly the right place the right room category, the right view, all the extras that we can get for you added on to it. Then we're actually reaching out to that property and telling your story, which Expedia or American Express, neither one of those are gonna do that for you. So mm -hmm. if it's your anniversary or you're there for your child's graduation from college or whatever it might be, we tell your story to our partners at the property so that they can make it a much more personal experience for you. Um, so I see it every day when somebody uses one of our travel advisors at departure lounge for the first time compared to when they book themselves, it's a huge difference in the quality of the travel. Makes a lot of sense. And not a huge, and not a huge difference in price. So hmm. oftentimes they're paying the same exact rate, um, that we're paying for them. Um, we see it every day. The rate that we pay for a client that has all the perks, the upgrade, Breakfast for two daily, the $100 credit of some early check-in, late check-out, free Wi-Fi. The client, if they paid that directly on the hotel website, would get none of those things. Hmm. Um, so it's really um, eye-opening for a lot of travelers. 
Makes a lot of sense. Um, so if somebody wants to get into this, you, you made it some really good information. But let's say that somebody wanted to do some research. Uh, they've done a lot of travel, like you've mentioned, like backpacking, learn more about right. luxury travel. What are some good places to do that as far as magazines or you know, blogs or how do you learn from actually doing? How do you learn about luxury travel? Sure. Um, so virtuoso.com is a great place to study all the luxury, best luxury product in the world. Um, so if, if you backpack through France, but you'd like to learn about the best hotels in France, you can go to virtuoso.com and they're all there and with detailed descriptions. Uh, as a consumer, you can get that view in virtuoso.com. And also looking at magazines like Travel and Leisure, um, those that are covering the best travel product and experiences out there. Um, on the social media side, you can uh, start following um, different people on Instagram and Facebook that are in the industry, um, that are leaders in the industry and see what they're up to. And um, there's a lot of uh, very social media forward travel advisors out there that have huge followings. Just watching where they're going, where they're staying, what they're doing. There's a daily education on what's the best thing to be doing in that destination right now. So there's a lot of ways that you can easily tap into and start to learn uh, mm -hmm. and kind of build out your experience to go with. You may have the destination experience, but you don't have the, the luxury lifestyle experience in that destination and you can fill in those gaps. Do anybody, does anybody come to mind as far as blogs or social media channels? Um, Lux Tiffany uh, is one that uh, she's a friend of mine and she does a great job as an influencer. Um, so I would check out Lux Tiffany, uh, but there are many that come to mind. You can also just follow a hashtag like luxury travel and follow that hashtag on Instagram and see lots of people's posts that anybody that, the tags luxury travel would come up. Um, some of some of them are outrageous, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, there are some people out there in the Instagram universe that thinks that luxury travel is a naked person in a white duvet with a lot of food in front of them that they will never eat with some incredible view out in nature. Uh, I see that image over and over again, and it makes me laugh because they're so skinny, you know, they're not eating that food. And why are they outside with a white duvet naked? But uh, anyway, so you'd be entertained as well as learning some things. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, very good. I think we've covered quite a bit here. Um, what? So I have a question as I posed to you earlier, uh, my uh, interviewees, which is which beverage typically starts your day and which one is quitting time? That's my second mug of uh, Departure Lounge coffee. We have a special blend of coffee that's a combination of Peruvian beans and Balinese beans mixed together. Um, and I have been drinking that for seven years now. So I start the day with a heavy dose of coffee. And my after work beverage choice is definitely tequila. I am uh, Scottish and Cherokee, but somehow my drink that works for me the best is tequila. So my adjacency to the Mexican border, I guess, is what wins <laughs> out there. I like a good tequila. Uh, any favorites? Um, I 
I'm a big drinker of Casa Amigos, I guess, as a day-to-day. And then there's some really incredible, um, you know, specialty tequilas for sipping. But uh, I usually have friends around and we go through too much tequila to to, uh, to use those on the regular. But Casa Amigos has kind of become my day-to-day that I like a lot. Nice. Very good. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, how do people learn where we can put the for anyone who's watching here versus listening? We're putting the, uh, the URL for departurelounge.com on the screen. But how do listeners and viewers learn more about you? Um, definitely the website, departurelounge.com. And on the left hand menu on the website, down at the bottom, uh, there's a, a menu button that says join our travel advisor team. Um, so you can click that and it'll take you to a couple of pages of information about how we do business, what we're looking for, what the team is like. And then you're always just welcome to reach out to me. I'd be happy to speak to anybody. And how do people do that? Um, uh, Kay Walden, K-W-A-L-D-O-N at departurelounge.com or info at departurelounge.com that will get to me as well. That'll get to my team in Austin and they'll, they'll connect me. Okay, I'm sorry. I talked over the first one that your specific email. My email is kwalden, K-W-A-L-D-O-N, at departurelounge.com. Great. Uh, and if you forget that, just um, reaching out through the website will work just, just as well. Okay, awesome. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? No, thank you very much. It's good to, good to see you again, Benji, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, same here, Keith, very much. Hey, thanks for checking out the episode. To learn more and get all kinds of free resources to help you in your own side hustle, go to www.sidehustleelevator.com. See you next time.